With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom, reach new audiences, and bring important information to the public free of charge. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. You're with Abby Roberts on today's News Talk, TNT. Hello, I'm Abby Roberts, and this is the Abby Roberts Show here on today's News Talk TNT. Yes, it's me in person. It's Wednesday, everybody. It's the middle of the week. The UK is still run by a communist government. Oh, we couldn't be more delighted about the globalist bastards that are taking over our lives. I know it's probably the same in Australia. And can I just say, God bless you, the Australians who stood up to the tyranny and who continue to stand up to the tyranny. I salute you. You're all bloody marvellous. I've been criticised already for my Australian accent by Siv, who I'm sure will be calling in later. So um, this is me, first thing in the morning. I know it's incredible, isn't it? Uh, some very lucky people have uh, have seen this uh, this face um slapped on a bit of red lipstick no other makeup my darling it's all um you know maybe she's born with it or maybe it's maybelline no i was definitely born this way <laughs> and i couldn't be more grateful so we have a great show coming up for you uh, today fantastic guests um to discuss all manner of things and if you want to talk to me talk to me you can go in the live chat i mean i think you've pretty got got the drift by now but you've got some if you've got some new listeners new viewers you can get in the live chat medarolins by the way just so you know i do pop into different accents some of them could be dodgy some of them uh, are fairly accurate but that's kind of the way i roll and i quite like it so and i know cam uh, in the, the the crew does a great scots accent so hello cam my darling he's uh, he's uh, literally on the screen there um right so in the live chat uh morning abby morning abby morning abby all oh, very very imaginative this wonderful wonderful um Let's just, uh, oh, the other way you can get in touch with me as well is emails, Abby Roberts at tntradio.live. You can even go on your phone and go to the app and just get your apps out for the lads. You can even go old school and you can go to the hall table. Remember where the phone was in the 80s and you can phone and call me. And these are the numbers to call. Thanks for listening to us. Now we want to listen to you. Our lines are open from the U.S. and Canada. Call 1-888-201-6425. From the U.K., call 033-0024-1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, call 1-800-670-310. Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Well... Where, welcome back, everybody. Oh, somebody's being a bit of a tease. The other end of that camera, I was like, oh, I was all ready to go. Like, I know what you Australians are like over there. Uh, let's have a little look at, uh, oh, I've got an email that's just popped in uh, to my inbox, my darling, my favourite place for it to pop. I do turn into Dame Medna sometimes. A bit. Oh, my darlings. I do miss, I do miss Barry Humphreys. Proper comedy, see? Didn't give a shit. Just made it funny. Uh, this is from Sarah. 
uh, Moyan. I hope I've cr- pronounced that correctly. From Wales. Hello, Borida. Uh, this is Hi Abby. Just discovered your fabulous show on TNT. I've been binge watching, listening to episodes up in the field whilst mucking out my stables, poo picking, and filling hay nets. And to my utter dismay, I've used all of my data on my phone, and it feels like someone has cut off my bank account. I usually only use one sixth, and I'm only on the Danny Rampling episode. Uh, awesome. You're doing an amazing job. I'm having some real rip roaring gut belly laughs, and my horses are picking up on the vibe, prancing about like Laurel and Hardy, getting up to all sorts of capers as they sense my happy mood. God bless you. I hope to call one morning. Do call in. Uh, Sarah, thank you so much for that email. What an absolute, what a pleasure you all are. You're bloody marvellous. Now, um, and today, today, oh Christ, it's all happening. Um, it's amazing. You should be sitting here where, where I am. It's just the, the sweat's pouring off. We've got Propaganda Corner. I've had lots of people saying that's this is one of the favourite parts of the show. So let's have a little look, shall we, at uh, what the papers are saying. Daily Mail. Bashir uh, is the guy that interviewed Princess Diana, you know, that did the, um, did the panorama interview. Um, about uh, about uh, to die and talking about divorcing um, Prince Charles as he was back then and is now the sausage fingered WEF king. Somebody said, "I'm glad you said king." Trust me, I was very very tempted with another word, but I've been told <laughs> do not use that word at eight, eight in the morning. Um, so Bashir, yes, he says I was a victim of racism inside the BBC. Uh, interesting, because basically he kind of conned the Princess of Wales into an interview. Um, you know, she says, um, there were three of us in this marriage, so it's a bit crowded. I love <laughs> Oh, it's uncanny. Di, are you there? I did love Princess Diana. Anyway, I'd love to hear if you ring in uh, whether you were a fan of Diana. I was, I thought she was bloody marvellous, marvellous. Um, right, and then there's another story. Uh, this is about Gwynny Paltrow. Gwynny, uh, it says, is she batty? This is how Gwynny whacks away her woes. Don't worry, it's not what you think. (laughs) I wish it was. Uh, She has touted many bizarre fads over the years, ranging from jade eggs to bee venom therapy. And now Gwyneth Paltrow is lauding the health benefits of releasing anger by hitting things with a plastic bat. (laughs) You mental idiot. The Hollywood star, 51, Really? Good grief. She's done. Are you sure? Has revealed that she has a coach who helps <laughs> to express. <laughs> Tell you what, love. I could just do it for you. Here. <laughs> uh, that's that's all you do. Uh, you just just uh, just pick up your nearest um, whatever plastic thing. Uh, here's another here's another story. Oh, it, it never fails to never fails to entertain me. The mail. Uh, first patient receives Musk brain control chip implant. A micro, well, I mean, this is actually, in a, in a way, it's good because it's warning us uh, that, um, do, do people trust Elon Musk? Mm, I said, even though I am on uh, the Twitter, I refuse to call it the other thing uh, because it sounds like a disease that's being uh, invented by uh, Fauci. Um, but I, I, I don't trust him. Would you trust a multi-billionaire who uh, wants to put chips in your head? And do you remember, he sent, uh, when people, there were some uh, cave uh, divers uh, trapped in a cave underwater, right? So you've got all the money in the world and you've got all the resources. And what does he do? He sends a submarine down that can't go round corners. 
Now, I'm not a multi-billionaire scientist, but even I know that to get round those little squeezy bits in the cave, and you know, some other bloke, I think, did it. Some bloke, I think it was maybe in Australia, when it's all right, mate, I'll go down there and rescue them. So uh, do I trust him? No. So a microchip has been implanted into a human brain for the first time in a, a revolutionary procedure by Elon Musk's tech firm. Um, he hopes it will allow users with disabilities similar to those of Stephen Hawking to communicate faster. <laughs> Mr. Muck, 50, Mr. Musk, sorry, Muck, that's more, 52, what's it with people's age? Who cares? Claims that this enables control of a phone or computer and in turn almost any other device just by thinking. Now, if people aren't listening to this and going, "What? Sorry, this is this is really this is dangerous. This is bad. This is sinister." Because I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Everybody could they put things like I don't know, experimental vaccines in your body and in your mind and whatever. Um, so I will be getting Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, plastic bat out later on if I meet uh, Mr. Musk. Well, let's have a look at the times. We've spent a long time on the the mail. Uh, so we've got. Um, Oh, this is actually, well, this is just cute because I love, I'm a massive animal. Honestly, if you feel depressed, just have a little look at animal videos on. And this is, um, this is uh, a, a macaque who has fled a Scottish wildlife park and has evaded humans and their eyes in the sky. So it's a King Usi Kong. I think that's his name. Scour scouring the undergrowth, there is the distinct feeling that something red-faced and about the size of a Labrador could be looking back at us. <laughs> Bloody hell! And uh, so, between the village, the main road and the towering Cairngorm Mountains, um, roams King Usi Kong, the newest addition to Scotland's wild fauna. Bloody hell, but after three days of searching, with help from... We could have Cam doing his Scottish accent. Hey, Canusi Kong! Canusi, where, where are you, love? Come back! It's really weird. We've, we've got the wallaby, Walter the Wallaby in North, North Wales, has escaped, as well as being pinched, actually, being stolen. And then we've got this guy. Looks quite cute, though, doesn't he? But, I mean, what's going on? Do you know what I sort of think? You know the Planet of the Apes? By the way, one of my fam favourite film franchises... Uh, I think that's all we've got in the Times. Can't be asked with anything else. Um, that's one of my favourite franchises, The Planet of the Apes. Uh, do watch all of them because I, <laughs> I am starting to think, hmm, maybe, maybe the animals are, uh, are suspecting that uh, they want to escape from global tyranny as well. Um, we've got the eye. Oi, oi. Oi, oi, paper. We've got here Cameron didn't clear two-state solution speech with number 10. I tell you, they're ramping up. They want war, the war-mongering bastards. I saw Penny Mordaunt, uh, who's a, a conservative, uh, I don't know what role she's got um, in the government, but she was going, oh, yes, maybe people should, uh, maybe um, civilians should get used to the fact that we may be under attack. Uh, absolutely dreadful, dreadful woman. Um, let's, uh, oh, comic relief. We've got Lenny Henry. So Lenny Henry, Comic Relief, uh, is coming up in February. And let me just tell you, Comic Relief is a big scam. It's a big bloody scam. You know, Richard Curtis, he started it. He did the film um, Love Actually. Absolute, honestly, money for old rope. Honestly, I've had friends who worked in it and they were like, it's just literally like they get paid lots. They get paid lots. They get stuff. Does any stuff go to Africa? Maybe. Guess where it all ends up? In the pockets of the, uh, the, the government and the dictators. 
absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, coming up next, we have my first guest, the very, very delectable Carl Vernon. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. Delivering the facts. Source I can trust. Today's News Talk Radio. TNT. Well, uh, hello, my first guest. <laughs> His, that was very exciting. Is Carl Vernon. Hello, my love. How are you doing? Well, hello. <laughs> it's so good, good to morning. see How you, mate. I'm really good, pal. Really, really good. It's so lovely to have you here. We did speak, didn't we, on your uh, podcast not that long ago um, about all like manner two minutes ago. It seems like I two minutes to go. I know that is just uh, that's just the way I have that effect on people. I'm sure I only saw you yesterday. No, it was six months ago. Um, so, my darling Carl, tell people who aren't familiar with you uh, what you do, what you're about, uh, your platform, your YouTube videos, your books. I want people to get a really good handle on on the cut of your jib. Oh, the cut of me jib. Um, mm, well, look, I've seen it. It's delectable. Right. Oh, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I write a, I write a few books on things that topics that uh, that I've had personal experience of anything from sort of self help, anxiety, stress, all the way through to how to deal with our souls and being surrounded by morons. So it's it's quite a range there. And then I do a bit of social commentary again on all the stuff that I I, I find interesting. So it's just observations and trying to throw a little bit of comedy in as well where we can abby because you know i i i think you know you need to get that balance right you know it's about mm. personal development um and uh pressing ahead and achieving your goals whilst having the experience and having a laugh while you've got all this chaos going on around you and how to deal with that and manage it so it's, it's all of that type of stuff Yes, all that type of uh, type of nonsense. Uh, did you go? Did you um, have a what I call a sort of normie uh, nine to five job before you went into the uh, writing and uh, self help stuff? I actually, owned my own recruitment business, so I was one of these right. pests that used to call businesses and ask for for jobs. It, it was specialising within food and drinks. So I used to recruit like salespeople and marketing people in the food and mm. drink industry, and I did uh, did that for about ten years before that. I was always in sales, but yeah, I ran my own business for about 10 years. And then this little thing called the Rona popped along um, mm -hmm. and um, it, it kind of grabbed grabbed a lot of our attentions, including myself. And then I decided to do a few videos about it because there was a few bits about it that I wasn't totally in agreement. And um, uh, it turns out a lot of people were also interested in that at the time. They watched the videos and then it just kind of went from there. And then I did some more social commentary um mm. on uh on lots of stuff that's going on in the world and and people seem to to have a laugh at it and want to comment about it so that's what we do yes indeed and when you say and by the way you can say what you like uh, on my show rona and and bits you disagree with so tell tell us the bits that you you disagreed with was it the tyranny was it was it, was it people go, oh, no, the government going no, I, mad no no i loved being locked down um, mm. I, I, I loved the idea of, uh, of, of having to get numerous juices so I could go and buy food, you know, all, all of that, I was absolutely perfectly fine about. No, it wasn't any of that, mm. Abby. what it was actually at the time, what's the chap's name? Neil Ferguson, isn't it? 
and with his yes. uh, with, with with his calculator, there was, there was this dude Imperial that came out. Imperial College. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, the yep. fine college there. Um, and uh, he came out with his uh, trusty calculator at the time, and he said, "All these people are going to die. You are going to die." And um, <laughs> I remember sort of looking, and it didn't take much, just looking into it just a, a wee bit. This guy, it turns mm. out, had actually been pretty wrong about stuff previously. And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. like everybody's just listening to this. And there was this whole raft of, well, of course, at the time, fear. You know, and, and mm. it's a mm -hmm. kind of strange combination that I've got because I've had a, a lot of personal experience with anxiety. I used to suffer with anxiety to the point where I couldn't leave my house. And uh, right. I suffered for, for many, many years. And I wrote a best-selling book, Anxiety Rebalance, um, about my experiences with that and how I overcame a lot of the, the symptoms and things. And that did really well, um, reached the top five on Amazon. Um, and so naturally... I've always had this interest with how fear works and how fear operates within our lives and how it permeates and how it dictates and how it's used as well as a tool, which is something that I've become more familiar with as, as time has progressed these past few years. And so naturally with that, um, this, this chap, Neil Ferguson came along and um i could see that there was just so much fear mongering at the time abby and it was mm. it, it was just it was pretty devastating for a lot of people and a lot of people getting in touch with me because i was doing a lot of coaching with things like anxiety and stress and um yes and, and you know it didn't take much to to look into it a little bit that this guy had been terribly terribly wrong so i put out a few videos and then it turns out that that so much of it was an absolute crock and now of course we're facing so much more stuff and it seems to be no no friggin break in the cycles does it yes and absolutely entirely and it's uh like you said there's absolute lunatics who are in charge we're gonna we're gonna go to a quick quick break uh carl we'll be back with you in a little bit so more from carl vernon after the short break don't go anywhere or i'll make you wear five masks i'm abby roberts this is tnt tnt's pella neuroth taylor we, we need to look, do a lot of deconstruction of these phrases and, and really think about what it means, because what does far right mean? I, I'd say that far right means anything that you don't like. And um, it's just a label, a bit like the, the Chinese under Mao, their state press used to call uh, anyone who was an ideological opponent, capitalist pig dogs, whatever. And it was just meant to evoke a response. And it was a signal from the rulers to the rule that this is what you should think without actually having to think. It's 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 a, meant to evoke a sort of Pavlovian reaction that you're a, these are bad guys. And uh, a moderate, in, in, in our lingo, I mean, let's say it's foreign coverage, the BBC will say the moderate blah, blah, blah party in the third world, meaning, well, they're guys we approve of, and then the extremist is someone we don't approve of. Helen Neuroth-Taylor on today's News Talk TNT. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and 
financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification, five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are Opportunity Zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. Abby Roberts on today's News Talk TNT. Welcome back, everybody, and I'm here with my wonderful guest, Carl Vernon. And, uh, Carl, we've been talking about anxiety and uh, the ways to... Uh, you were saying that you suffered from it a lot and you found ways to coach people out of anxiety. Can we talk through... Because one of your books, I believe, is called Anxiety Rebalance. Am I right? That's it. That's the one. Um, so can we just uh, just talk through it? Because I mean, to be honest with you, I could probably I could you I could use some of it as well your wisdom because I'm sure like a lot of people after the four years, um, I mean, having trouble sleeping. Uh, sometimes you know my, my appetite goes, um, and then we'll get on to um, empathy next because I know you've got stuff to say about that. So talk me through the kind of things you would do with someone who's very anxious. One of the one of the biggest issues is the perception of anxiety especially at the times of uh, a lot of fear a lot of fear being pumped out at us and if you haven't noticed if you pay any attention to the media as an example let's frame that there's a hell of a lot of fear that just continues to be bombarded at us and one of the big deals that people in regards to the perception of fear and anxiety is we just want to get rid of it we, we've got this perception that it's horrible, that it's bad, that when we become anxious, when we become fearful, it's just something that we want to get rid of. So what that does is it builds this perception of it being bad. It builds this perception that we are, in fact, weak. And this this happens with both sexes, but particularly with men, you know, because there's a kind of macho side of it as well. It's like, you know, I, I can't be anxious. Well, what's anxiety? What's fear? I'm a man. You know, women deal with this as well, but it's about the perception, the perception of it being abnormal. It's not. So, for example, if you got angry, you don't naturally think, oh, you know, I, I need to I need to get rid of this anger because it's abnormal. We see things like emotions like anger is relatively normal. Of course, you know, it can be taken a little bit too far at times, but generally there's not this perception of it that we need to get rid of it. So then why is there this perception that we need to get rid of anxiety? No, what we need to do is we need to reframe how we look at it. And the reason I called my book Anxiety Rebalance is it's because about bringing it back to balance. So I've got what I call the rebalance scale, and it's about understanding where you are on that scale. And it's about understanding that anxiety is normal. And rather than believing you have to get rid of it, change your perception. Look at it and think, well, why am I dealing with anxiety? Why am I fearful? Why am I dealing with this? It's mostly going to be a totally normal scenario as to why that's happening. So reframe the perception. It's about bringing it back to normal levels, as I call it, normal levels of anxiety. 
And of course, mm. you know, everybody's different, but there's different tools, different things that you can look at in regards to that. But I find it helps if you first tackle the perception of it. Don't fight it, because if you fight something like anxiety, it tends to get worse. Don't fight it. Look at it as normal and look at it as bringing it back down to normal levels. Yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? We, uh, we have anger management, but we don't have anxiety management. Do we? I mean, it's a phrase, isn't it? Anger management is a phrase Gwyneth Paltrow is clearly familiar with, with her, with her hitting. Would you, would you approve, approve of that uh, for anger management, hitting things with plastic bats, like Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> suggests? <laughs> hey, look, what, 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 you know, what works for the individual, Abby? Whoever eh? I mean, your boat. It, you know, look, you know, you want to go doing that. I, I heard of that, by the way, Abby. But that that sounds interesting. I'm gonna look into that. Um, yeah. Whatever, whatever floats your boat, I suppose. But at the same time, um, it, it is about you know what works for the individual, and I, you know to stick by the rule that you know as long as you're not hurting anybody else. And sometimes yeah. to get out of the fear cycle, get out of anxiety cycles, you do have to become a little bit selfish before you can help others. So, you know, you, you've got to look at it like that a little bit as well in regards to <clears throat> helping yourself first um, before you can help others. And uh, if, if hitting yeah. plastic or whatever that example is, go for it. Yeah, go for it. I suppose like the oxygen mask in the plane analogy, isn't it? When if you don't have your oxygen mask exactly. on, you can't help somebody else next to you. Um, so we've uh, oh god, are we nearly god? We're nearly to we're nearly at the towards the end of the uh, of the chat, and I haven't even got to talking about empathy because you care too much was one of your books. But will you come back, Carl? Please come back and we'll talk through because I really these are really important things because I know there's lots of people dealing with grief, fear especially after the, the tyranny of the last four years and, of course, the ongoing um, fear campaigns with war, the warmongering. So um, you will definitely be uh, coming in handy. Your soothing tones have just calmed me down, Carl. They really have. Trust me. Always good to hear. And it's an important point, empathy. It works on a small scale and a big scale. So that's a big deal. Yes. Thank you so much, Carl. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, God bless you and do come back. So coming up off the news headlines, my next guest guests are Sue and Steve James. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. TNT Radio News. Big news. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. Harrowing audio has been released of the moment a 15-year-old Palestinian girl was shot and killed by Israeli forces while speaking on the phone with Red Crescent officials pleading for their help. An Australian man hospitalised with heart complications stemming from the COVID-19 vaccine has had a massive win in court. And the European Union's foreign policy chief has admitted Western sanctions have failed to weaken Russia with fighting only intensifying in Ukraine. On air and on the app. I listen on the app. Stay up to date around the clock. I listen, therefore I know. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hello and welcome back. And I am joined by my wonderful guests all the way, I believe, from Malaga. <laughs> you lucky, lucky bastards. We've got Sue and Steve James. Hello. Hey. How are you doing, Abby? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just laughing because the last time we spoke was yesterday uh, when you rang me, and I and I didn't I didn't I forgot it was going to be video, and there was me. I had no makeup on. I had a t-shirt, no bra. So I hope I wasn't revealing. <laughs> it was a bit of a. Abby, I was a... like, hello, girl. <laughs> that's the way I am all the time. 
exactly. Yeah, exactly. NW, I love that. Stick your NW, uh, what does it say underneath it? Up your arse. Fantastic. Up your arse. Love it. Love it. I love it. <laughs> Steve, what are you wearing? What's Steve, um, what's your T-shirt say? Uh, it says, what's the TV telling us to do today? Nice. Well, this little screen is telling you the truth. We are digging, digging, digging. Oh, look, I can see that rabbit hole. I can see a couple of <laughs> Bugs, Bugs Bunnies down there. Now, um, Sue and Steve, let's talk about, first of all, how you, who you are and what got you into the uh, roundabouts. I thought your surname, by the way, for ages was roundabouts. Sue and Steve, I'm not joking, Sue and Steve Roundabout, because you became synonymous with, like, are they Mr and Mrs Roundabout? No, Abby, they're not. Um, so tell us how you how what, how you got into that stuff. Um, do, you, do you want me to go first? Yeah, well, I was in the fire service during the COVID, and um, I was listening to people like Dr Mike Yeadon, and I was telling people, listen, what we're being told on the television is, is not the truth. So I decided to stage um, a bit of a demonstration, but because I was in the fire service, I didn't want my face revealed. Uh, so I bought a Scooby-Doo costume, I made my own signs, I stood on a roundabout in Portwood, this was in October 2020, just before the long summer, uh, sorry, the long winter lockdown. And I was trying to wake the, the public up to what was really going on to, you know, to this new world order tyranny, which was about to unfold or was unfolding before our very eyes. And we've got, we can, we've got a clip. Can we play the Scooby clip, Scooby-Doo clip, please? So that was like before the birth of Rebels on Roundabouts. And then uh, after right. a long winter lockdown, um, a group of people from Stockport, our freedom movement, come up with this idea to all stand up on a, on a roundabout. And our friend Justine come up with the name Rebels on Roundabouts. Um, and yes. she had links to the people in New Zealand that started the yellow boards. Uh, right. And they're watching okay. today, actually, uh, the New Zealand Freedom hey! Alliance. Uh, New Zealand Freedom today. Alliance. Hey yes. guys, yeah. and welcome. Hi to, Joe. hi to Joe and hi to all you guys over there. Yeah, and, and the guy that actually came up with the yellow board idea was a guy called James Nicholas. Uh, he's, uh, I think he's half Maori, half Scottish. Um, James Nicholas, the, half Maori, half Scottish. I won't attempt, I won't attempt the accent and insult him. I was going to say, there's an um, accent for you, Abby. <laughs> I know, he's literally like, I, don't, I wouldn't even know where to start. Uh, I just blow, what's that long thing they blow, the Maoris? Mm, um, one of those long. <laughs> yeah, no, I keep think it clean. That's the Aborigines, it's a didgeridoo. <laughs> didgeridoo. I think that's the Aborigines. I've just insulted. I'm sorry. I do apologise. I do apologise. Uh, I've just insulted a whole lot of people. But the, the Maoris, they do the the, 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 the hacker. The hacker uh, the dance. dance. Yeah, that's the dance. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. 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 Yes, okay. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. I've just rescued myself from, uh, yes, from a, a, a digging a very deep hole. God bless you. So, James Nicholas, and then who's, is it Justine the, uh, in New Justine Zealand? Justine come up with the names, with the name Rebels on Roundabout. Rebels Justine on Roundabout. Cannon from Stockport, yeah. Justine yeah. Cannon from Stockport. 
She's one of the Stockport girls, yeah. She's uh, yeah. one of the strong ones. We've got a great team of people um, <laughs> down in Stockport on the roundabout. They've been going out every single Friday night um, for the last three years now, not missed a night. Um, we feel a little bit like we've, um, abandoned, we've, them. we've abandoned them for the winter because we've come and chased the sun here. Um, but um, yeah. shall we move on to the main reason we're here, Abby? Because oh, it's we're going uh, to do that. We're going to do. We're going to do that after the break, my love. So we're going to keep. Uh, yes, oh, I'm right, saving okay. it for the. So you get the whole section <laughs> dedicated. Yeah. So we'll just um, thank you, Steve. God, bloody Steve! Do you want a job as pro uh, my producer? I'd love it. <laughs> and you, you can go. You did no. tell me to keep keep mentioning it. <laughs> I'd like to just, <laughs> just linking on from sure. the yellow boards though like to yes. thank David Clues because it was David Clues who actually yeah. um, saw the sequence of, of words because that, that's the way they did it in uh, New Zealand. They didn't have roundabouts. And he was he right. was supplying these boards, uh, it, telling like a story that you put so many, you know, so many metres apart. Uh, so he was right. really instrumental in, yeah. in raising rebels on roundabouts, if you like, because uh, so thank yes. you very much, David. We do appreciate it. David yeah. Clues, yes, and he and he will be coming on uh, at some stage uh, soon. David Clues, wonderful UNN uh, broadcaster, yes. yes, wonderful, very outspoken. I didn't, I did not know that. So God, well, we'll have a lot to talk about with David Clues. So yellow boards, um, and uh, so tell me more about the Stockport uh, uh, Council because you, don't you, you go to tell me about holding councils to account. Yeah, so um, we're following on from uh, Colchester Council Watch. They've been doing this for quite. Um, quite a while now there's a lady called rachel that i think um heads up that organization and we're trying to form a little bit of a collaboration with them so we've started a, a very new youtube channel called stockport council watch and one of our one of our rebels from stockport a guy called steve hatton has been constantly going to these meetings and questioning the councils and putting them under pressure and we've been videoing him so um and we think that all people across the country should do this as well because the council is where local power is held and they're pushing these new world order agendas through through locally and the, a lot of the councillors don't realize that they're doing it and there are a lot of good councillors but there there are some of them that try mm -hmm. i would say um intimidation tactics to public you can see that it's yeah. it's absolutely uh, what happens. So we actually the first one we went to, which was last May, I think. Um, we you could see that happening. You know, there's these couple of mouthpieces, bully boy type councillors that literally, um, you know, the, the other councillors are, are, are you feel that they're scared to say anything. They're scared to you know <laughs> voice their opinions almost. And you know, as yes. far as these councillors are concerned all councillors are on side side for you know net zero and policies and stuff like that but i don't yes. think that's the case because most you know most of them don't really get a say yes indeed and of course uh, when you're all on a council of uh, they're all on aren't they of one group think they're all thinking the same told to say the same thing so thank Absolutely, god for you yeah. guys when we come back, my darlings, we're going to go to the main story and focus on that. So more from Sue and Steve. James, after a short break, don't go anywhere or I'll make you watch BBC News. I'm Abby Roberts. This is TNT. Give me a minute with TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. This is one of those in case you missed it stories. But even if you saw it, it's so sick and twisted you're going to want to see it again. James Carville, Democrat lapdog, tried to spread this trash 
Just watch. There's a story that talks about Trump having hand cuts, and you can link to it. They don't look like cuts to me. They look like sores. And I've asked a number of MDs what medical condition manifests itself through hand sores, and the answer is immediate and unanimous. Secondary syphilis. All right, I think I think there's a good chance this man has to clap. And Carville made it perfectly clear he was going to spread this made-up story just as much as he could. Maybe the picture was doctored or whatever, but I, maybe the story will go somewhere, maybe it won't. But I'm telling you, at 1 o'clock Eastern, I'm humping this thing like a young dog on old furniture. <laughs> well, Dr. Carville was wrong. The syphilis turned out to be a paper cut that was gone later the same day. No more blood. Thanks for giving me a minute. I'm Steve Malsberg. Catch my show Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on TNT. When a crisis hits close to home and across the globe, nonprofits are on the front lines ready to serve. Healing. Nurturing. Rescuing. Protecting. Inspiring. The work of philanthropic organizations has never been more important. And it's donors and volunteers like you who make all this possible. Thank you, the Nonprofit Alliance. Free thinking and with something to say. Abby Roberts on today's News Talk. TNT. TNT. And welcome back, everybody. I am with my two wonderful guests, Sue and Steve James of the Roundabouts and Yellow Boards fame. Now, we are going to talk about something incredibly serious that is happening right now as we speak. Quite unbelievable that uh, young people are being forced to have vaccinations. And uh, this story in particular grabbed me when uh, Steve brought it to my attention, actually weeped. I couldn't believe it. So, Steve, uh, will you please explain the background to this briefly and then we'll play uh, the clip? Thank you. Over to you, Sue. Yeah, so um, basically, I think this was back in December 2021. Uh, Tom, who is uh, he's now 25, I think, and he's got severe learning difficulties. Um, he can't speak. He's got no communication whatsoever. Um, essentially, he's got the uh, the the mentality of a maybe an 18 month old and he's in a 25 year old body so you can imagine how difficult that is for tom's mum anyway and um basically she was concerned because he's got a con he was born with a congenital heart condition um so he was really con she was really concerned that um tom would have a really bad reaction to any of the covid injections so she didn't want him to go for them and she got taken through the courts basically by the authorities and she's still going through that process now um we've uh, we have a, a crowdfunding page and we'll go on to that a bit more detail but essentially we're trying yes. to raise awareness about this story because it's absolutely horrific that the courts can take a mother to court who's cared for her 25 year old child his entire life and now she's being forced to have him injected with something that could potentially kill him or seriously harm him and yeah and and uh, um, as i understand it uh, his gp and a pharmacist have said they've refused to do it they've said we're not going to do it correct, and then yeah. another and then the the doctor official doctor another doctor has said that he wants to do it is that right that's correct and someone yeah. else she wants, yeah she wants to do it yeah 
Yeah. She wants to do it. Even, right. So let's even, play. Even, yeah. Sorry, Steve, carry on. I was going to say, even though Tom's mum has had a specialist in Tom's condition from America write a report saying that it would be um, detrimental to his health because of his condition to have it. He's a specialist in this area. He's a professor. Yeah. Mm. Professor. Right, let's roll the clip, please. I've been through the Court of Protection twice. Both judges have said that Tom was to receive the COVID vaccination. We sought uh, a specialist's advice, a professor, in his words, based on the principle, first do no harm. It would be a breach of medical ethics to administer the COVID-19 vaccine to Tom. His conclusions, in my opinion, there is significant risk to exposing Tom to the current COVID vaccines. Tom's doctor, she refused, stating that it is unethical. I got uh, contacted directly from the solicitors to say that they had received the primary course of the uh, vaccination which is the Pfizer and that they had their own doctor to administer it. She has stated that she has seen the professor's report and that she's still happy to go ahead with administering the vaccine to Tom. She has written to me directly and given me three dates to choose from. It obviously concerns me a great deal that a doctor has received a professional specialist's statement and she's still happy to administer it. They expect me to walk my son into a room um, knowing that something will be injected into him that could potentially harm him or kill him. To be honest, I just find it so cruel what they're doing. She informed me there'd be two people in the room and that I could attend, but if I showed any sort of resistance, then they'd ask me to leave the room. What would you say to her? Well. I it can only come from the heart. It would be an emotional plea, really, <laughs> that um, I, I don't understand why she feels that he has to have it and why it wouldn't be a danger to him, as he's already had COVID and more than once has natural immunity. We have a, a crowd justice page that I read every single comment and I just want to thank everyone so much for, for helping. Hello and um, welcome. Oh Christ! Um, sorry. <laughs> what? Um, why? 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 Sue and Steve. What? Why are these? I'm going to use the. I'm going to use the word cunts because they are. Sorry, if people they, write they in, absolutely. but I'm going to use it. Yeah, I, I think um, you know. For me, it's just you know their authority. They've made the decision. The judges made the decision, and they don't want to back down. Um, you know, that's the only way I can see it. I mean, with everything that's coming out now, I mean, even in the mainstream, you know, how the hell, yeah. you know, and, and Tom, you know, how many years on are we now from this alleged virus, you know? Yeah, He's this deadly virus. That he, um, yeah, and as you could see with it, with his mum feeding the, feeding the ducks for the pond, and I mean, it's just absolutely disgusting, disgusting that this is happening um, uh, to this young man and, and his mum. Yeah. Just one thing as well that the the judge basically said when um, she was first told that she you know she had to go and get it done was uh, basically if Tom had been of sound mind and was able to think for himself then he would be an upstanding citizen and go and get the injection to help to, 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 to help protect other, other people. people. <clears throat> 
That's what the judge uh, uh, said. And we know, we know it's, it's, it's all out there now that, you know, there's no protection against other people anyway. It's, you know, it's yes. just crazy. So, but it's this constant. Uh, and, you know, and sorry, Tom, yeah, Tom's mum feels like she's really treading on eggshells at the moment. She's got to be so careful. There is more of an update to that story, uh, which we can't go into today. Um, sure. But, but one thing I will say is that there is another court case. It's on the 8th of October. Um, and it's going to be in London. So she's being forced to travel to London as well. 8th, from, of, 8th of February, North, is it? So. Is it, is it of, next month? 8th of, sorry, 8th of, 8th February, of February. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know which month it is either. Well, I don't even know Aborigines <laughs> from uh, from Maoris, as you heard earlier. So uh, for 8th of February, um, and that's in London. And obviously we don't know uh, yes. We don't know the, the exact um, where no, it is. As soon as we and, find uh, out anything more, obviously we'll let you know, Abby. Yes, that would be wonderful. And, uh, and of course, and I will go along to it. And I urge other people, you know, want to know the details, we'll go along yeah. to it. Um, I, I mean, you know, as you know, uh, guys, I was arrested last year. And, uh, and I said to the, pr the, the press in front of the COVID-19 inquiry that there should be a trial that this is a Nuremberg, this is this is a case that, or whatever, whatever trial you want to, you know, we want to have, because what's being done is uh, is 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 akin to what has been done under uh, regimes like the Nazis. You know, absolutely saying to people, yeah. you're going to have these these injections. It's just to me, yeah. it's as clear as day. I don't, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's absolutely disgraceful. But you two, honestly, guys, you've you have been un unbelievable because I know Tom's mom and Tom. I mean, you you just you guys are the reason I'm doing this show, by the way. So I'm not interested in having you know famous this, famous this, you know, blah blah, because you guys have been doing it right from the very the get go, at your personal loss, and dressing up as Scooby Doo. I mean, crikey, <laughs> that's 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 some that's some dedication to the cause. Um, so just tell me about the crowd before we, because um, I'm, I'm reluctant to even stop talking to you. But the crowdfunding, tell us what the address is so people can get on it. Okay, Abby. So um, if be, the crowdfunding page is a link to it in the video that we've just shown. Okay, so um, right. if people go to the YouTube channel Edge of the Matrix. That's Edge of the Matrix. They can Edge see of the Matrix. Yes, they can see that updated video. Um, and once you finish playing that, it will give you a link to the original Tom story, which is four minutes longer. And I urge people to watch that. And I also urge anybody with a huge platform, or even if you've not got a big platform on any social media, you have my um, permission to download that video that I made. There'll be no copyright issues. Upload it to your social media to your youtube channel if you're if you've got a big channel and you're watching this guys please download it and upload it share it on yeah. social media share it on facebook share it on twitter uh, it's twitter friendly two and a half minutes long so if you've not got a blue tick you can do that send it to your mps send it to people that have a huge platforms that you might not even like send it to russell brand send it to all the people that are saying the right things now we need to get it out there so this is everybody's homework for the day you can make a difference so please yes. do it share it everywhere we need to you can help tom and his mum by sharing this video yes, and we, yes. We'd like to thank, yeah, so everybody, yeah everybody who's donated so far and in particular somebody donated five thousand pounds yesterday which was amazing so thank you so much and thank you to bob moran as well because he's um 
he's he you know he was really helpful uh, some months ago as well and donated quite a large amount and gave us um a big print if anybody watches on unn when we did our show you'd have seen that uh so yeah, yeah. just thanks to everybody who's done every anything so far so here's the thing i yeah. just quickly when you yes. we first met you when you did your gig at the backyard comedy club i think and the backdrop to that was a big bob moran print of about four different paintings that he did did then we yeah. auctioned that off and we made over a thousand pounds was it fourteen hundred pounds and the person wow. that actually won it redonated it back to back to us to be able to um re-forward on so we're after somebody yeah. who may may have quite a bit of money that wants to buy that or we'll put it up for auction Yes, yes. Pay it forward is the and call to action. God bless you both. Come back uh, and, and speak to me again, you know, uh, before, you know, let's keep this going, keep the story going. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great day. Yeah, Enjoy the sun thank in Malaga. You. Thank you very much. Bye, darling. Bye. OK, so we uh, oh, you can call me. You can call me now and uh, and, and have a little. Oh, in fact, oh, here's the numbers to call. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us. Now we want to listen to you. Our lines are open from the U.S. and Canada. Call 1-888-201-6425. From the U.K., call 033-0024-1026. And from Australia and New Zealand, call 1-800-670-310. Free speech is alive and well on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Hello, guys. We have got uh, my friend, my uh, milk tray man, Siv, on the phone. (laughs) I know that cheeky laugh. (laughs) Siv, Siv, my darling, talk talk to me. Were you you affected? Were you affected by that last that last uh, piece? I'm sure you were. Yes, I I will respond to that. I, I think that is that is very sad. But I think a lot of that chimes in with what I was discussing with you yesterday, Ruth, with, with regard to freedom of speech, and this is the thing I just was thinking of then. Politicians on the campaign trail or the stump or whatever it's called, usually, you know, they, they might get asked something like that and might talk a big game about it, but once they're the guys in power, you watch, you know, it's their, it's their version of freedom of speech or nobody else's, which reminds me, by the way, while we're on this track, I wonder how all those digital bills across the world, people... Uh, political parties and all of that looking to squelch opposition. I wonder how all that's going, because I know that in my country we've been having a discussion about the misinformation and disinformation bill, under whose definition, by the way, this misinformation, disinformation bill to deal with uh, deal with uh, social media and what people put up there. I wonder how all that's going, because my suspicion is that story, I mean, that's died a death. I wonder why it's died a death, and it shouldn't die a death, and we've got to fight against things like that. Yes, indeed. Fight against the uh, well, the uh, the the global communism. I see it. Don't you think it see it as Stalin on steroids, as I call it? Well, it is very so. Well, I mean, when you start proposing something that calls itself a misinformation and a disinformation, uh, you know, a, a policy to deal with social media, well, you'd have to ask a question under whose definition? Oh, the government. Oh, right. Okay, right. These are the same politicians who give us some sweet talk before an election and then after election, oh, well, we said that before an election, but we didn't quite mean that. Right, okay. Well, these are the same medical professionals who told told us during the COVID pandemic, look, masks aren't needed. No, 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 you don't have to worry about getting masks. You don't have to do that. And then all of a sudden, you know, Fauci and other people around the world have come up to actually do need the mask and you've got to stay, you know, 
20 feet away from the next person, actually more than that. Um, and, you yeah. know, you can't talk to anybody because they're going to have the virus and all the rest of it. I mean, it's just... we. I, I, I'm finding, I'm finding, I'm, I, I wasn't around during the Soviet era, but I feel like I'm almost living through it. Good to talk to you, Abby. Good to talk to you. <laughs> du, 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 du. All because the lady loves <laughs> Sivvy, Sivvy. I, oh, well, it, it's, uh, yeah, I had to pull myself out of that, uh, sorry, out of the last section because, um, but if you're not angry about uh, vaccinations being forced onto young people, vaccinations that may kill them, why aren't you angry? I'm looking at the likes of the Toby Youngs, the cocks of this world, the so-called free speech nation, the battle of ideas people, Claire Fox, all the people in the, you know, that are very concerned, you know, with the, oh yeah, free speech and everyone, uh, you know, doing the right thing. It's absolutely disgusting. So if you've watched that last clip, uh, you saw that interview, uh, which I hope you did, or if you're re-watching this, uh, go to um, Edge of the Matrix and watch the video, the update, and also the full story, Tom's story. Because I'm telling you something, this may not be an isolated incident is my guess. So uh, God, bless God bless Tom and his mum and Sue and Steve for standing up to the bastards. We all need to do that. Stand up and be counted. Let's have a little look, shall we, at the, because I've completely, because it's been such a show, uh, haven't looked at the live chat. We are all fuming. That's, uh, who's that? I can't see because my mole, I've actually got mole, <laughs> someone said I've got mole eyes. I have. I bloody have got mole eyes. Somebody says we are, we're all fuming. Um, uh, people are starting to understand who the enemy is. It's just not happening fast enough for me. Uh, may, that's Buzz. Everyone that knew about this took part in it or pushed it and needs bringing to trial and, uh, yes, and hung. Well, there's, uh, there's lots of anger in this. Oh, someone's put another great show, Abby. Brett Ad Atkinson. It's not even over, mate. But thank you. It was so good. Uh, a bit like Siv, he disappeared before it was even over. <laughs> Just left a box of chocolate on my pillow and then dived in to fight off a great white shark, as you do. Um, hidden in play, uh, Borida. Oh, uh, that's uh, Brett, I think they said Borida. Or oh, was that Male Bites? Hello, my love. Uh, lovely mate. Um, yes, someone's put here, hidden in plain sight. Yes, Abby, you're right that... The 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 that you spelt it C N U T T. These people are knuts. These people are psychologically deranged lunatics, narcissistic assholes. They double down as the Yanks say. Convid was never isolated, and uh, the mRNA jabs have never had medical use. They don't stop any transmission or contraction. And the former psychos said this at first. The only use the only use, the use they ever provide was to poison and kill. As Mike Yeadon, by the way, look up. If you don't know uh, Mike Yeadon, I thoroughly recommend you look at some of his stuff because good grief, Y-E-A-D-O-N. Um, these uh, pushing this, uh, these fuckers that are pushing this probably get a kick out of injecting people as uh, the Nazi doctors did. Well, I couldn't, I mean, if people aren't making that parallel by now, <laughs> that... Mm, injections, experimental. Mm, I wonder who could have done. I wonder what group of people uh, enjoyed doing that in the nineteen uh, thirties. I mean, uh, mm, if only we had a historical um, echo, echoes, 
That's all you've got to do is, is listen, listen and go, right, that sounds familiar. Um, and that is exactly what it is. So people who aren't, like I said, making this, this should be, Tom's story should be front page news. Look, we got this. Bloody nonsense. The gro- It should be on the front of here. Uh, yeah. Anyway, if I was running the papers, it bloody would be. So, um, we've come to the end of a show, guys. You've been absolutely amazing. Uh, thanks for joining me today on TNT. Next up, it's Open Line with Rick Munn and Natalie Chael. I don't know where you're going in a Northern Irish accent, but it's because Rick Munn is from Northern Ireland, isn't he? Northern Ireland. I'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day. Be seeing you.